When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Uh, I was <laughs> stunned <laughs> at this revelation. I mean, we thought Jada we Pinkett. heard it all with Jada Pinkett Smith when she was saying that she hasn't been with Will Smith in seven years. They've been separated that long. But this is unbelievable to me. Um, she is and talking this goes about right back to this slap. We've been played. Uh, it certainly feels like it uh, in so many ways. But uh, yes, she told... Spoke to Hoda Kotb uh, from NBC all about uh, the night of the Oscars slap. And while we were all watching it and were shocked that Will Smith actually struck Chris Rock. The best thing you could have said about Will Smith that night, and there wasn't a lot you could say, that he, is it was chivalrous. Yeah, it was very chivalrous. Listen to what Jada's reaction was to, in that moment, what shocked her. It's not so much the slap. It's something else. First of all... I'm really shocked because, mind you, I'm not there. We haven't called each other husband and wife yeah. in a long time. But I'm like, what is going on I right keep now? my wife's, wife's name. name out of your yes. mouth, yes. right? And I'm yes. like, but now I'm really worried for Will because I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Chris looks to me and he says, Jada, I meant you. I meant no harm. And Will's still talking. He's like, oh. he's still, because now he's mad because Chris is talking to me. And I go, Chris, this is about some old <laughs> That's all I can think to say, yeah. right? And I couldn't really take in his apology. So, what? It's like, y you cannot believe that Will Smith, it feels almost, look, it, can, can, I, can I just unpack one thing? Will Smith hated Chris Rock because in 2016, Will, uh, Will, uh, Chris Rock went in on Will and even went in on Jada during right. the Oscars. And there was bad blood there ever since. So now I'm, after hearing that, I'm thinking he just wanted to go after this guy. But the whole idea of keep my wife's name, you haven't called her that in but, years. So the moment for Jada when she knew that things were going off the rails is because he said wife. We don't call, he hasn't called me that in years. And as soon as I heard which that, I, which, which makes it feel like it's not authentic. Right. So he, but, it's like you, you, you're not you're you're married to her on paper only. You've been away from her for more than five years. And he makes this joke that apparently didn't really concern her that much because her takeaway. I mean, we make a even, joke in the office a lot of times when we're writing a story. We say, and this was your takeaway. Right. This was your takeaway that, that, <laughs> that he called the you word wife? Wife. He called me wife. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. I mean, if they had this charade going on for the past seven years, then why was it so shocking to her that he would call her the wife? Because they were still going to appearances together. They were still in the public eye, husband and wife. And so that takeaway, it's just getting really, really messy. And it's all one-sided. I do have to say, I'm curious to see what Will is going to say about this. Because he received a lot, of, a lot of flack for when he slapped Chris for, you know, sticking up. What you just said is really interesting. All one-sided. That's the question. 
are Will Smith and Jada Pinkett aligned on what she's talking about now? Is he Jada cool? was asked about that during an interview with uh, Rolling Out. She was speaking to Crystal Jordan, and and Crystal asked her. And by the way, there's something else that came up in that interview. We're going to get to in a second. But Crystal asked her, "What does Will think about the book? Right? Does he?" I don't know. Said, the, what did he? I, I'm, I'm and her, curious. All, her, all she said was, "He has read the whole book and he is very supportive." She didn't say anything specific about does he agree with he the things I said. He had to know. He said that she's that he's supportive of the the book as as a project. So that this, this is that leaves this, a very this is, this is terrible for Will Smith. It's horrible because now he, he is Smith. going to have the next time. By the way, Will Smith didn't talk to the media for the longest time because of. The, the slap, right? And he let that die down, and then he had a movie to promote, and he did do some stuff. And, and it was kind of going away. And it was going away. Now, the next time he wants to promote a movie, if this strike ever ends, the next oh, time, yeah. he's going to have to answer all of this. He's going to have to answer, what, what did you really think about Jada saying this? And by the way, here's one more thing that Jada said. So she told, during the Rolling Out interview, she said that Tupac is her oh, soulmate. Right. And has always been, it says that Tupac even... Um, proposed marriage to her at one point. She turned him down, but truly believes that that is her soulmate, even though they have no chemistry. And she said that's why she turned down his marriage proposal because they had no chemistry. This so, is, you, the, you've been married to Will Smith for what 19 years, but this other person is your soulmate. I. It just makes make me feel bad for Will. I was going to say there are a lot of people who are saying that this does not make Jada look very good and it's disrespectful to Will in a sense because, you know, we had the Red Table talk about the entanglement about August Alsina. Crying, crying at the Red Table talk. Yeah, making him, you know, it, his emotions were real and, and it really looked like that there. And now you have all of these other things, like I said, is very one-sided. We have not heard anything from Will. So it's going to be, I feel like this is going to get very messy very quickly. This is just smoke and mirrors that, you know. And I got to say, Jada is... In, in general, in Hollywood, and certainly in the black community, is beloved and really held up as someone who uh, is full of wisdom and really does her best to help others on you know the red table talk. But this is it's just a making everybody go it's like a charade. What? It's what? just crazy. Hi, my name is Iris Montgomery, and I'm in Beaufort, Georgia. I feel like from what Jada Pinkett said is that there is more to this than we know. And I feel like uh, we'll use this moment um, to be able to slap Chris. So he was able to say, OK, uh, don't don't touch my wife. Go, You know, he went ahead and, and, and slapped them. And I think Chris Rock is a is a trigger trigger for for Will. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. There's, there's He was still... loaded for bear when he went into that auditorium and hated this guy, and this became an excuse to there's do something. Still, for everything she said, there's still something that Will, that Jada is not saying oh, about, for sure. about her and Will. Their relationship. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, wow. we're, we're not unpacking this fully, so no, we we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to move on to a relationship that seems much more clear uh, on the surface, and that is Travis... Ta Travis Taylor. Wow. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. She was at his game as we knew she would be. Third game. Uh, in Kansas City last night. And boy, I, I got to say, she's a good influence. Um, certainly on Travis and some people would say in the Chiefs in general. The Chiefs are a really great team and so they're probably going to win. But Travis had a great game as she was sitting there next to his mom. 
Uh, she was also next to Brittany Mahomes and celebrating, having a great old time. Yeah, the, the NFL pulled back just slightly. slightly. They, said, they said they may have overdone it in the last game, which was crazy. I think they showed Taylor a couple dozen times. They showed her like 10 or 11 times this time. Still, they made mention of it when she, when she came into the stadium. They made mention of it during the game. Yeah. You know, the only people- called called um, uh, called Travis Taylor's boyfriend. The at only one point. only network who hasn't benefited from this yet is CBS. So she's been at a game that was on Fox. She was at a game that oh, was on right. NBC. Huh. Last night was on Prime. CBS is like, hey, what about uh, what about us? <laughs> what about us? But you know what's funny? We've always seen her with Donna and like Brittany Mahomes. We actually saw her with Travis Kelsey's dad last night. So this is even more serious that we thought she met both parents. Like, that's uh -huh. a big deal. They're uh, divorced. They've been divorced for, I think, for a long time. Yeah. But he's always at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always at the games. So but the fact that she's met, like, both of them and, like, they both seem friendly together, this is way more serious than we thought. Everyone thought it was just for a show. So we need to see Taylor's parents come to a game. Well, first of all, you're getting them married. <laughs> it's just, the fact is, is what we've been saying for a long time, they're dating. Well, that doesn't mean they're getting married because he's sitting, she's sitting next to the mom. I so mean, so we broke a big story this morning about what's the good news for Taylor is that Travis played on Thursday night. You know what that means? He's got the rest of the weekend off and they're going to be spending it together is uh, what we have found out because look, this is the benefit of getting the game out of the way. And now they can actually have a complete weekend together. Well, this is a huge weekend because it was just his birthday on Thursday. And yes, her well, movie last, just came out. Last Thursday. A well, week last ago. Thursday, but they yeah. didn't get to like hang out like really. So this is going to be their big celebration together. And this is going to be so hot. And it has to be in New York. What, I, oh, so it's not in Kansas City? No, they can go wherever. She has a private jet, baby. She's got a private she can jet. She's wherever. <laughs> He's got the next four days off. Come on. <laughs> so the Brittany Mahomes thing, um, Taylor Swift <laughs> thing. Um, we're actually going to see if they are family because, you know, Brittany Mahomes owns, um, a women's soccer team and they play on set on, they play on Sunday. So if, uh, Taylor Swift is there, then oh. I honestly think, I honestly think that he's locked, uh, or they're locked in. Interesting. That's, that is a good point, by the way. Huh. And women's soccer could use the shine. The NFL doesn't. No, no, really no. You're right. It, That's actually but women's super soccer absolutely needs the shine. Huh. I, I think if that happens, if that happens, you're right about this getting super serious. Well, Britney Spears uh, book comes out in how many days now? 11? Uh, October 24th. So it's coming up soon. And the audio version uh, is the big question mark. Uh, everyone is wondering whether Britney would be recording it. We broke a story yesterday that Britney is recording Some a of portion it. of it. Um, but, but there was uh, some uh, female celebrity who mm -hmm. was doing the rest, and now we know who. It was announced this morning, Michelle Williams. Um, yes, the actress Michelle Williams, not Destiny's Child. Michelle Even though Williams. that was where you Even though I went. did think that this morning when the announcement <laughs> came out, I was like, that's odd. It is odd, but it she's a really singer. Weird. But she's right? a singer. I was trying to make sense of it. No, it's the actress Michelle Williams uh, who said that she was happy, grateful for the opportunity, wanted to do this. She said she stands with Britney, clearly feels strongly about how Britney has been, in Britney's words, treated by her family. And those were the, the things that Britney said she was struggling with. Like she said that telling this whole story again was very heart-wrenching for her at times. And that's why she was grateful to have Michelle on board 
to uh, to be doing the bulk of. She's actually doing the almost all of it. She's doing almost all of it. Yeah. Britney's doing. You know. Yeah, Britney's actually doing the prologue, which unclear exactly how long that will be, but it will be very interesting and powerful to have Britney kind of set things up and set the stage for Michelle Williams, who will take over the remainder of the book after that. Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of some mixed response online as far as Michelle being chosen. I think people would have preferred someone that's really close to Britney, really invested, really knows her and her life. Um, Michelle, well, who, wait, wait, who, who would that be? Because I she mean, really. Madonna could be anybody that Madonna, she's kind of Madonna's not, Madonna's not close to her at all. Right. See, that's but it a, would make more sense than Michelle Williams. Make that no, make sense. No, I actually think, uh, well. I mean, I get your point. I, I get the point. But, but the reality like, is there's nobody really close to Britney right now other than her lawyer and her manager. And I think it makes sense to have an actress do this because of for course. Michelle Williams, she. I totally agree. It's, it's a role that she's, because she's, you're not hearing it in Britney. You're not hearing first person Britney. So the next best thing is to have someone who can sort of step into the role of Britney. Right. And Michelle is a great actress. There are a couple of reviews of this so far. Um, one review uh, is Jamie Spears, who says, I ain't reading it. Hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting. I, his point of view is, I've heard everything she I've said. She it. wants to put me in prison for, 13, right. uh, for the rest of my life. I've heard all of it. Um, and he has no interest in reading this book. Um, it is interesting because, remember, at the end of the conservatorship, um, her lawyer, Matt Rosengart, was saying, I am going after Jamie. He took right. some of her money. He he did all sorts of inappropriate things. So far, he hasn't gotten a penny back, and largely because the judge approved everything that went on during right. the conservatorship. So that's number one. So he ain't reading it, but there the person who has read it yes, is uh, Brittany's ex-husband or estranged husband. Uh, Sam Asgari. We got him out in Beverly Hills yesterday and asked him about this because we were wondering if he had seen an advanced copy, had he um, been able to read it. He did. Here's Sam's review. Britney's book is coming out in a couple weeks. Are you nervous by any chance for what she might say? No, I've, I, I already read it and I'm very proud of her. And, you know, she put uh, a lot of work to it and it was very hard. So I'm definitely excited. Okay. And uh, I'm extremely proud of her. It was a very tough one. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to read it. I'll be the first one in line to buy it. So I got to say one thing. He's talking about how proud he is and everything else. Right. I think that's a signal, and I don't know this. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. I think it's a signal they're about to settle this divorce because it was very acrimonious when he left. They weren't talking for a long time. Right. He was, so it feels like was this a, may involve a settlement. That was a very pleasant reaction to the whole thing, right. which was... Sort of shocking. Shocking. Hi, this is Diana from Los Angeles. I think it's great that Britney is collaborating with Michelle Williams, an actress. For all we know, she might want to go into acting, or maybe that's a voice that she loves to hear. The fact that Sam is supporting her, that's freaking great, too. I think this is all great collaboration across the board. We will see. All right. Okay, we're moving on. Yes, uh, to Joe, uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. And it seems like while they have settled or they have a temporary custody agreement right now, and it seems like things have cooled off between them, there's someone else in the Jonas family that uh, Sophie clearly has beef with. And that would be Nick Jonas's wife, Priyanka. Um, because she has, this is, the, this is the thing now, if you unfollow someone- Means a lot. Means a lot. And she has unfollowed. And they're actually, in this case, 
I really do think there is evidence that it does mean there's some personal beef between them because of who Sophie is still following. Right. Which is basically everybody else in the family. Right. And it's been a mutual unfollowing, too. It's not just Sophie that unfollowed Priyanka. She has unfollowed Sophie as well. But like you said, Charles, Sophie still follows Joe Jonas, Nick Jonas, Kevin Jonas, and Kevin's wife as well. So there's only that one person singled out, which really points to there being just kind of a one-on-one beef here. It also makes me feel like that this isn't that they're getting along really well, Joe and Sophie. There is a truce. That there's something behind the scenes, which often happens in these divorces, but something Yeah, maybe they've, for the sake of their kids, they've reached some sort of truce. Right. But there's still stuff bubbling up. Hi, my name is Raymond Constable from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm commenting on a story about Joe and his ex-wife. Of course, you know, uh, between an ex and ex-wife and ex-husband, there's going to be agreements, you know, because of custody and, you know, money involved and all that good stuff. So I'm sure Joe and her... Definitely working behind the scenes to work it out to make sure it just moves real smoothly, except you know, going to court, paying lawyer fees, and all that stuff. So it's better to work it out out of court, you know what I mean? Well, that's always the case, they can work it out, but it seems like Priyanka and Sophie they're not gonna work it out. No, I'm taking a break. All right, when we come back, gonna be joined by Congressman Corey Mills, who is right now over in the Middle East doing something that is very necessary. The Americans who have been trapped in Israel because they can't get flights out. He is over there facilitating their safe return, and he's already had some success with a lot more work to do. He's gonna join us from the region when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, when the horrific violence uh, began last weekend in Israel, there was a congressman here in the United States who decided he had to act. And in fact, uh, Congressman Corey Mills from Florida has done something similar to this when the U.S. was pulling out of Afghanistan. And he realized that there were going to be Americans who were trapped in Israel. And we actually remember earlier this week spoke to one of those Americans who was could not get a flight out. Right. Um, and again, these are the people who are in Israel. We're not talking about people who have been taken hostage, which is another issue altogether. But Congressman Mills is over in the region right now and has already facilitated several dozen Americans getting on a flight that I believe it left this morning. But he is joining us now uh, to talk about his ongoing efforts to get Americans home safely. Congressman, uh, welcome to TMZ Live. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Congressman, let's start with what you're doing. How is this? uh, There are thousands of Americans that were stranded in Israel. How is this working? Um, Are we getting them out? Are they getting out by plane? Are they getting bused to other countries and then flying out? How is it working? So when the initial uh, kind of downing of planes started to occur, where there's a limited amount of carriers uh, after some of the explosions and impacts around airports, it really started putting Americans in a position where not that they don't want to leave, but they actually don't have any options from an air carrier perspective without going through LL. You know, I was involved in the 2021 Afghanistan rescues 
uh, after the botched withdrawal. Actually, my team and I conducted the very first successful overland rescue, uh, rescuing a mother and her three children who are Amarillo, Texas natives. And I saw very quickly that this administration, whether it's the State Department, whether it's Department of Defense, or whether it's the Oval Office itself, just fails in its ability to put a strategy together or a plan to save and rescue Americans because that's not really their priority, unfortunately. So I took it upon myself to immediately fly over. Uh, I hit the ground. Uh, I've been going through this region for over 20 years. I spent seven years in Iraq, three years in Afghanistan, Kosovo, Pakistan, North Somalia, between my military and my government time. Uh, I speak Arabic, so that also came into to play whenever we came in. But uh, first day we got in, we're doing nothing but ground rescues because air is down. Uh, we're going everywhere from uh, Tiberias to Nazareth to Haifa to Jerusalem, uh, all across the West Bank and, and wherever we actually can consolidate Americans to get out. And on the first day, we were able to rescue successfully 32 Americans, uh, which we were able to do a land bridge and get them to a bordering country and fly them out the very next day. And yesterday we got out 40, uh, 45 Americans, uh, bringing us to a total of 77 that we've been able to get out from land crossings. But look, here's the best part about this. You know, the amount of, of, of televised you know, publicity this has gotten, you are a big part of this as well, Harvey, and, and I appreciate you guys for bringing me on. It's really forced the White House's hand because they're having to basically be shamed on a daily basis. How is it this one congressman has gotten 77 Americans out and the entire power of the White House has gotten zero out? And, you know, that's really forced their hands where now they're actually putting charters in and they're trying to push people out. The first charter for the state just went out today. Uh, it went out this evening. And so, you know, we're starting to see where the, the administration is trying to finally do their job. But look, as I've said multiple times, if Biden's unwilling to do his job, I'll step in and do it for him. I don't see a need to make this a political thing, but and I, and I understand what you're saying about putting pressure on the administration. This morning, the White House announced that it did send a, a plane uh, did leave, and perhaps that is partially because of your efforts as well. I feel like a lot of people have actually given President Biden credit this week for standing very strongly with well, Israel. Don't forget, he's also the same guy who tried to take credit for the four uh, Americans that I got across the border. And then when he got outed for this, he had to change the CNN headline. You know, 11 days I tried to get Americans out of Afghanistan. I had to do the only overland crossing. And the minute I got them over, four hours later, CNN's headline is that the U.S. State Department and Biden rescue four Americans. This is not something which is brand new to me. I have been continually looking at this and watching this. I was a geopolitical analyst. I was a SECDEF advisor. I've been prior military for, you know, in, in, in service for most of my career. So it's not being a partisan issue. It's not being politicized. I'm just simply saying that for seven days, seven days, You've had Americans who are trying to get out. For seven days, you've had Americans looking at the State Department for an answer. For seven days, you've had people who they ran out of money for their hotels and sleep in the lobby. You've got a lot of issues here that should have been done by what we're considering to be one of the greatest world powers. And meanwhile, you've got Mexico, France, Italy, all these other countries who had already sent planes in at no cost to their, their citizens and got them out. So why is it that I had to come over here and do it? So this isn't, I don't care who's in office. I don't care what party affiliation is in the office. If there's a mistake or there's an error, I'm going to call it out. What do you think the United States should be doing? Should they be, obviously we're giving military support to Israel. Um, we are not putting boots on the ground there, but we have people over there now who are held hostage and Israel is about to start a ground invasion. Um, because they have to rid that area of Hamas. But in the process of doing that, these hostages could get killed along with many other civilians. It seems so difficult to figure out 
what the path forward is. What do you think? This is one of the most difficult things that you can do of any military operations is hostage recovery. Uh, there is a lot of run up to this to try and minimize the risk of collateral damage whenever they're coming and doing these types of rescues. And so on top of that, you're trying to move into phase two so that they can't launch a counteroffensive. So this powder keg can really get out of control quickly. I think that's why, you know, when Israel gave that 24 hour notice, they're trying to go in there and very mightily and swiftly end this so that they can try and uh, hopefully secure that area and secure the people for you know, Israel to not continue to be preyed upon. Congressman, you mentioned you have one more mission planned for tomorrow uh, to get Americans out. What's, the, what's, uh, what's your plan after that? Uh, will that be everyone or is there still more work to do after that? No, it, it's, it's not everyone. You know, my whole thing was to try and do as much good as I could with the time frame that I have and, and to try and get as many people out as I could. And that would put downward pressure on the administration to try and go ahead and start picking up their game and getting here. There's a lot of talk uh, in politics. And um, I'm just going to say this personally. It is nice to see someone who's walking the walk and you are getting people out. And with all the divisiveness in this country, I think most people would be behind what you're trying to do. Uh, I really appreciate that. Personally, I would say thank you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the support, and I definitely uh, appreciate you guys just bringing this on to be able to talk about this so that Americans and everyone, you know, we have to bring transparency, accountability, and accessibility to our elected officials. Thank you so much, Congressman. We really Glad appreciate it. Glad you're doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Just, it's such an impossible situation. I mean, thank God at least somebody's trying to get yeah. Americans home. Cristiano Ronaldo, the international soccer superstar, who is currently playing for a team in Saudi Arabia, and by the way, getting paid extremely oh, handsomely, like half a billion dollars. Half a billion bucks. <laughs> um, he has gotten himself into hot water because of his interaction with a fan. So his team uh, was playing in Iran, and um, there was a fan who had actually created some art for him, and he was very appreciative of this. It was a, a portrait that she had painted for him. What you just saw, that's the whole story. That's it. That's it. She, he that's walks it. away, She's and that's thrilled. It. He walks away. He posed for, with, with her art. Okay. And that's it. And that's it. Well, he is now say, so facing a, a punishment that just seems bar, not just barbaric, but it is uh, puzzling why um, that interaction you just saw there could lead to this. No, and it, it you know, it, it just highlights the difference, what we're used to, and I think what a lot of us probably take for granted sometimes, he is possibly facing uh, a punishment of 99 lashes in Iran because um, per their laws that that could be considered adultery. And uh, obviously Ronaldo, he has, he's not married, but he's in a committed relationship with Georgina Rodriguez. Right, but that's not, but in, in our he's world in, in America, they define adultery in a fundamentally different way. Right. This has to do Much with, broader sense. Yeah, and I mean, this has to do with what you just saw. And that translates in Iran to adultery that could lead to 99 lashes. I, this I, is, I don't even know what to say. I do. So I do. So Mike, we should say he's not in Iran now, right? No. So basically, he can. If He'll he, never if go he ever back, goes back, Charles. what they've said is if he goes back, he will have to face this uh, punishment. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, definitely. He, how could you go back if you were Ronaldo? But it does present a problem. I mean, he signed with this Al Nassar team. They are a team in Saudi Arabia. They play in the Middle East, and presumably they would have gone back to play games in Iran. 
now he can't go and they're right. paying him a lot of money. And, and, and what happens? And, and, and are they able to somehow smooth this over with an apology or, or, or him making amends? Although he doesn't. I mean, let's be honest. He doesn't owe anyone an apology here, but right. those are the laws in Iran. And if he wants to go back and play, I mean, something has to give here. I got to say, my reaction to this was, you know, I, I, it just put in rack focus what, you know, I've been really depressed about what's, this, what's going on in, right. not just in Israel, and but in the United yeah. States. Oh, oh, the reaction. You know, right, it's right. just, and not even beyond that. It's just for the last five, six, seven years, this country is so divisive, so divided. Mm -hmm. There are so so much prejudice in this country that goes every which way, and it's been so depressing. But then, and when yet, you compare it to women who get murdered for daring to take the hijab off, or you know, or something like this, or nurturing Hamas that the Iranian government does, um, you know, it makes you feel grateful for what right. we have here. And I, I wish it would make people feel a resolve to maintain it. And I'm not sure Americans feel that resolve to maintain but, but what we you, have anymore. When you're reminded of how, you know, different cultures have different laws that are, in our view, in anyone's view, that is restrictive. That you can't have an innocent interaction with a fan um, who has done something for him. That but, is, and that's what the Iranian government has but done. But those are, yeah. So I, Cristiano, stay out of Iran. Hey, it's Pez in Nashville, Tennessee. I think the whole thing is utterly ridiculous by by our standards here in the West. However, he went to a fundamentalist country, and he should have known that you can't touch women in those countries without there being a consequence. I mean, that's part of working there. I think he should have known better. That may be the case. Yeah, I, I mean. But I, but I also see him getting caught up in a moment that someone had done something really sweet for him, and so in right. his mind he just. But yes, you're right, and I would imagine there is someone involved with that team that reminds them of those things when they're when traveling. you when you especially when you go to a country like Iran with the government I there. I would hope so. Okay, we are going to move on. All right, uh, moving on to a theft and a mystery in South Florida, and uh, a man who is determined to find out who stole his wife's car, so much so he has flown a banner over Miami to get it back. Now this, we're talking, it, it ain't no Toyota. You're right. Or Hyundai. We're talking a Rolls, a man. A Rolls. Um, and a purple one at that. Now, <laughs> um, if you're wondering why someone would go to this expense, there's a little bit more to the story. Um, the man who hired that plane, uh, his name is Bob Benio, and he owns a company that actually flies uh, commercials, uh, banners, over uh, over the beaches of South Florida. So... Uh, it didn't you, cost him that much. I mean, it still cost fuel, and, you know, he had to do but, it. But he just didn't want to pay the, the increase in insurance premiums for a stolen car. And you got to wonder... Especially well, on a roll. Well, hold on. But there's something else here. You know why his insurance would go up? Not just because the car was stolen. Mm -hmm. Apparently, at least we talked about this in the morning meeting. Jacob, help me if I'm wrong here. Somebody left the keys in the car. That's negligence. Yeah, exactly. So that could get him 
definitely higher insurance rates there. What I'm curious about is if the perp is actually going to get caught now that they flew this banner. They're offering $5,000, but considering that this car is $250,000, I feel like that's a pretty light prize. I feel like they had to up the ante here. They actually want to rally the community to go out and try to find this purple car. Hey, this is Ace from Charlotte. I'm going to be honest with you. If I seen that Rolls Royce, I'm damn sure not calling the number. I'm about to ride South Beach. Like, bro, what? You got to be able to have some kind of system that tells you where that car is at all times. For that car to cost that much money, that's a and point. you don't know where that car is? That's a good yeah, point. That's a good point. There Doesn't should be GPS. a tracking system I mean, come on. there. You're absolutely right. Maybe oh. maybe it was maybe they've got um, roll-up windows too. They didn't get the extras on it. <laughs> so, is it worth it to get a degree? I, I I know that I grew up in an era where it was sort of like you. Everyone felt you do. You do you, it. You should. You just do it. You get a degree, and it's going to help you get a better job. Is that still the case when <laughs> higher education, the cost of it is? astronomical and only getting higher. Uh, we're going to bring we're, we're going to bring Damon in a second, but I will say that back when I went to college, my tuition was oh, don't I hate when you well, tell no, the story. But, well, no, 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 but uh, there's a point of it. There, it was $250 a quarter at um, at UCSB, right. which is a public institution. My law school this at the University of Chicago was $900 a quarter. It is so different today. That you should say that was a long time ago. It was a long ago. time ago, but now the question, is it worth incurring $100,000 plus dollars in debt right. to get a job in this How good of a job is the job you're going to get? Is it worth the, worth the debt that the you have Is the juice worth the squeeze? Exactly. So uh, when we talk about the financial uh, squeeze, we bring in our buddy Damon John to follow the money, uh, and he is joining us now. Damon, welcome back. What's the what's the word? What do you tell? What do you say to uh, young high school people? senior? Yeah. First of all, I believe in higher education, whatever the way that is, right? You're gonna only learn through two ways, right? Your mentors, your mistakes. That can be on books. That could be on YouTube. That could be in college. Yes, the number is astronomical. Um, the, the average number for uh, you know uh, a school is around ten thousand for state school, and I think about forty-five thousand for and when I talk about home room board and all that, all, those other things, right? I looked at it globally by uh, two thousand and thirty. There will be an eighty-five million people uh, shortage of filling uh, skilled positions. Uh, uh, it'll be eleven million purely in finance and business. It will be four to five million in technology um, and in various other areas, right? So, you know, if you want to really have a job that will make money, well, remember our old days of greasy mechanics with the busted knuckles and the mm -hmm. cigarettes and things like this? Uh, <laughs> these people right now are plugging in cars and they're more software and you can start off with a $70,000 salary. But again, as we're seeing the shortage of uh, uh, talent, it's do you want to dance around on TikTok? Do you want to only work two hours a day and work from home and then complain why you don't have a job? Or do you want to apply yourself and come out of the gate making $125,000 as a mechanic? You've done two years in a school and you apply it and you keep growing and become higher and higher in the business. It's all the application and the access to information that you use. But a lot of people, they don't know what they want to do when they're 18 years old. And now the question when they're 18, be, do you go to college 
or do you just go out into the workforce? And a lot of the people who just choose college end up incurring a debt where they can't dig themselves out of a hole because in the end, they're getting a $40,000, $50,000 a year job and they yeah. just can't pay off the debt. So what do you say to those people who just don't know what they want at 18? You know what? I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's a very, very valid point. If you don't, and I think here, here, here's, here, here's the difference in this generation and our generation, Harv. When you didn't know what you wanted to do, you said, I'm going to go there and I'm going to learn a, a, a major or whatever the case is. I'm going to learn business. I'm going to learn the creative arts because you needed a piece of paper to walk into the door to at least say, hey, I just wasn't hanging out somewhere, right? And now we don't really even look at a resume, right? So you're correct. If you do not have the money, you know what you do? You do it with exactly what I did. I worked 12 hours at companies to learn what they were paying, how they were working, and how to be the best person because I realized I don't care if I'm getting minimum wage. Now I'm getting paid to learn in that system and use the access to information a different way. But I totally agree with you, Harv. The days of let me just go there and I'll find my way, I don't think you should do that any longer. I think that you should jump around as much as you can. Get to the office earlier than people. Leave after than people. After people, outwork everybody and get that information. Here's, but and here's the thing: I, I, I we're out of time, but I got to say, Damon, I so agree with you, and I think that's the answer. But it's sad to me because, for me at least, the experience of college has affected my entire life, just in terms of worldview, seeing things I wouldn't have been exposed sure. to, and, 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 and socializing, and it's yeah. going away. It's going away. And the network of people, the network of people yeah, who, exactly. who you are. So, yeah, yeah we're going to have to we're going to have to continue this another time. But it's still going to be the access of information, whether you are uh, scrubbing bubble gum off a table in Red Lobster and want to go to the managerial course later on. Or you're in college and you get a great education, but you want to dance around on TikTok and say, I don't do that. Well, I got, by the way, I got yeah. fired from one of those Red Lobster jobs, so <laughs> that was off the table hey, for me. Hey, Damon, I know you'll be, uh, we got to go, but I know you'll be uh, dispensing more useful information like this on Black, Ent Black Entrepreneurial Day, um, your third annual that's coming up, and... November um, 1st. Yeah, this is the reason... Uh, why that event is so important. Everybody will be able to go to college right there for two hours and see Rick Ross, Whoopi Goldberg, Cedric Entertainer for two hours and say, hmm, maybe I just figured out what I want to yeah. do. Maybe, maybe, maybe better than a degree. Exactly. Uh, Damon, thanks. Thanks, Damon. Thank you, guys. So Post Malone, we know, has uh, an affinity for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he's a huge Cowboys fan, always has been. We also know that he's a big fan of Kane's. Uh, the uh, fast food joint, uh, chicken joint. Uh, well, both of those things came together in Dallas. Um, they had a Cowboys-themed Canes, and I would imagine the fans who came God, out had that. to know that... Wow, look how many people. ...that Post was going to be there as well. So Post Malone, remember he opened up the Post Malone-themed uh, Canes in Utah. Right. So now he's opening up this one in Dallas. It's always going to be Cowboys-themed. There's a 32-foot Cowboy star uh, where you, when you enter the drive through Oh, my gosh. There's a ton of memorabilia in there. That's Cowboy stuff. Uh, Post Malone surprised all the fans there. They probably had an idea he was going to show up. You saw how many people were there. And also Trevon Diggs from the Cowboys. He's out because of injuries, star right. cornerback. He was also there. Hey, Devin, real wow. quick. You don't have any beef with me today, do you? I don't. Why? I'm just curious, to. just because my sippy cup is behind you and I'm just worried somebody's going to poison it so it's not you. That makes me feel better. 
You're lucky it's not a different day. Ooh. <laughs> uh, see you on Monday. I'm Ernie Ledbetter from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Cowboys, Posty, and Canes, some things you can't refuse. Congratulations to Posty on another successful side Dude, quest. I don't care about that. What's the Emmy for? Uh, I got it offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best answer. <laughs> You know what? Siobhan's looking for one of those. Exactly. Oh, my Siobhan, God. You can, get it, you can get it cheaper, apparently. What else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, you guys. It's Eddie from Michigan. I want to speak on Jada Pinkett Smith. Girl, I love you. I love how you just exposed everything. This is how you sell your book, girl. I love hearing all about Tupac proposing to her. I love hearing that Chris Brock did speak to her after Will Smith smacked the out of them excuse my mom and i love the fact that yeah but oh, hold on hold on but but don't if, you feel now that we know we've been scammed how do you know what's in the book is true oh good point harvey uh, <laughs> who knows? get back you to get back there. to us on it, it. <laughs> right there's going to be a second version there'll be a, a follow-up for this book okay. where like one more what i really meant was hi i'm shamika runs from charlotte north carolina and i'm commenting on the britney spears story i was Totally thrown off that it wasn't Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. <laughs> it was not that Michelle Williams. You and me I was both. Grateful that we don't have to listen to 10 hours of Britney Spears and her baby voice. I don't think I could take that. Okay, no. Got to hand it offset. Got himself not just a great wife, but a great hype man or hype woman uh, in this case because he was uh, celebrating his new album, uh, Set It Off. And Cardi was there front and center. Oh, wow. And yes, she was setting it off at their party last night at Poppy in West Hollywood. Um, when you got Cardi leading the crowd like this, this is going to get people excited about your album. So wait a minute, did they deliver Shake Shack to yeah. the club? Uh, yeah, everyone oh, got. There's a Shake Shack like two blocks and from where Poppy is. for everybody. Gotta say, Cardi B has more fun Absolutely. than any celebrity we cover. Yes, indeed. Period. Have a great weekend. We will see you Monday.